Coming up, we talk to the World Federation of Advertisers about media transformation, transparency, and you know what? The ANA rebate study. Hello and welcome to IDCOM's Media Snack, episode 29. Um, today, I'm delighted to be joined by Matt Green, who uh, from the World Federation of Advertisers. Uh, and Matt, within the WFA, is the voice of media. All coming up on today's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. So, uh, Matt Green, you are, you're the voice of media within the World Federation of Advertisers, which, um, and we speak a lot about the WFA on, on Media Snack. Um, it's the, the trade body right, representing the interests of uh, an, a very impressive array, a roster of global marketers. Um, what, what's the scale of your membership and what kind of brands do you, do you advise? And how does, it, how does the WFA work okay. with, with them? Mm, so... The WFA works for around 80 corporate clients, so Procter & Gamble, Unilever, L'Oreal, Nestle, and 70 or so other advertisers, and around 60 national advertiser associations, including the ANA in the US, ISPA in the UK, UDA in France, um, OWM in Germany, and a number of other three-letter acronyms yeah. around the world. Yeah. So that gives us the sort of global reach that, that we look for, that we, that we have in our organisation. And within those many corporate organisations, there are, of course, many different marketing marketers, right? Yeah. Many different disciplines going on there. Mm -hmm. So we look for ways to accommodate all those interests. So we, we set up different communities of interest and we have different forums is the way we, we, we yeah. refer to them. So... My role at WFA is to focus on global media and global digital marketing topics. And the way I do that is through our media forum and our yeah. CDO or digital forum. Yeah. And these, these are brilliant initiatives. Um, as you said, you have a number of forums. We've been fortunate enough to be involved in a few of these in, for the media forum um, and also for the sourcing forum for the, for the procurement uh, communities within some of these amazing brands that you work with. Um, and they are, uh, they're very privileged and kind of hallowed spaces, I guess, because they, you have 30 or 40 very senior global uh, representatives from media or procurement, marketing, and you have a CMO forum. Mm. How do you get these people together? Because it's very, very difficult to get these, this kind of caliber of individuals in, in one room. Well, the core USP behind WFA, and I suppose most advertiser associations is that they're client only mm. and clients like to hear from their peers and that's what we offer we offer environments in which clients can come together to hear mm. common solutions to common challenges in a you know a warts and all style chatham yeah. house rules applies and that's attractive yeah. the clients want to turn up for that so we have a, a cmo forum coming up in Cannes in a couple of weeks and yeah, clients, CMOs, they want to come and hear from the CMO from Unilever, from PNG, yeah. and so on, for, for obvious reasons. Because it's, I guess it's quite rare that they have that opportunity then to, to come and share. And right now, there are so many issues, which, I mean, we're going to talk, obviously, focus today much more on media. 
but I guess in many other disciplines, but particularly in media, there are so many issues where you know, we know that advertisers want to hear from other advertisers, right? Because there's so many decisions and so many challenges um, that they have, they're facing, mm-hmm. not least what we'll come on to talk about, which is the, you know, the ANA study this week, which exposed, you know, rebate practice in the US, causes marketers to have a lot of questions. And you guys provide a nice kind of safe forum, I guess, and, the, and facilitate yeah. the, a really good quality conversation between these, these members. Yeah, people have referred to it as a sort of a therapy session in the past. Yes. And, you know, I can, I can sort of relate to that. You know, it's about sort of, it's a bit cathartic sometimes. Yeah. It's about yeah. bringing this stuff out into the open. Do you have nice big long couches at the WFA office where they can come <laughs> and like rest their weary heads? And... That's not, regrettably, that's not what our offices look like. We've no. been there before. Yeah. Not as nice as these offices here. Yeah. So let's, let's just let's dig into some of the kind of media issues then that, that the industry's facing. Because, the, the, you know, Matt and the WFA have... Uh, a very privileged perspective, <clears throat> not least because of their very close and trusted relationship with some of the world's largest marketers and advertisers, but also because different to a lot of, well, to every other trade association, really, you, have a, you take a global perspective. Now, you know, media is a, increasingly a kind of globalized industry, but it has lots of local nuance. Um, but from your members, when you, within, the mar- within the media forum, what, is, what are the big things that you guys have been discussing in the last kind of six, 12 months or so? What's, what's on, playing on the minds of a global media director at the moment? Yeah, lots of things. We do see transparency. So we, we actually ask this question very routinely, at least once a year, to understand yeah. what, where the priorities are. And that helps us shape our, our agendas as well. And we, we do see that, that transparency quite often you know, sort of percolates up to the yeah. top. Also, new trading models, programmatic, has been a big one for us in recent yeah. years. Return on investment measurement is core and has been for a long time. Yeah. And, and ad fraud is, has, has some, is something which is increasingly sort of rising up the priority yeah. rank. And that's why we've, we've responded to that with a recent document which we put down. Yeah, because you guys, I mean, I, I guess in response to, to the needs of the forum, you do a lot of surveys and reporting of kind of members perspective right so you you gauge the temperature of their of their interests and their activities and i guess that allows them to then i guess somewhat benchmark themselves and learn from and learn from others um so this week was it this week you published the the latest kind of ad fraud study it was so tell us a bit about that yeah well so ad fraud is something as i say has been sort of rising up the ranks and We've, we've been doing in our forums, this is, this is a, a sort of a conversation we've been having. We've been bringing some guests in to talk about it. The, the guy who co-authored this report is a guy called Miko Cotillo, mm-hmm. who's a sort of relatively sort of authority on, on this yeah. subject. I know well, he's great. Know. I mean, he, wrote the, he wrote the previous white paper on programmatic. He he's a good friend of IDCOMS as well. So, um. yeah. I think one of the main things we say in this document, which has, perhaps hasn't been said before, is that clients exclusively and entirely lose out from ad fraud mm. and the rest of the marketing industry doesn't necessarily mm. and that's not intentional but that's the way it is because yeah. agencies still get paid and media owners still get paid yeah. but clients lose all their money yeah because there's no effect at the end of that, that ab- no. advertising so do, do, i mean is, is that perhaps part of the problem in solving the solution in, in the sense that the there's a long part of the supply chain there 
that doesn't necessarily have a great incentive to tackle ad fraud because it's really a client's problem. That's one of the messages that we're putting out in this document, yeah. that clients need to take a lead role on bringing about resolution. Uh, so now what happens? You encourage your members to take certain action. Exactly. So this document is partly about setting the scene and yeah. putting out some of the messages which we've just, just discussed. And then it's partly about putting out some solutions to, to better manage this, this area. And so we break these into various different areas. And we've, we've put a sort of a chart in here to help people understand which areas might be most effective in yeah. bringing about some solutions and which can be most easily sort of put in place. Mm -hmm. And there are a number of, number of things in here. For example, setting appropriate metrics, putting in place the right contractual elements, these are all relatively easy yeah. to do and can actually have quite a big effect. So these yeah. are some of the ideas we talk about. We also talk about what, working with the cybersecurity community. And many of these mm -hmm. advertisers will already work with existing cybersecurity companies. And it's about having a word with some of these guys because we don't think all the solutions can necessarily be found among within the industry suppliers, within yeah. the, the existing ad techs. Uh, providers. I'm yeah. not saying these guys don't provide something of value, they do, yeah. but there is value in having a broader conversation with people outside of the industry as well, and these yeah. are some of the core messages. Very compelling, uh, need, definitely need to take action. We'll link to um, WFA resources whenever we can publicly distribute, I know that's something you, you stagger these things out. Um, so have a read of that, brilliant report, uh, and uh, take some action. Okay, so let's talk about the big one. This week, the uh, Association of National Advertisers, which is a, uh, are they one of your members? What, how does that work? Yeah, they are a member yeah. of, of ours. We're not a member of theirs, yeah. of their organization, but they, they are a member yeah. of ours. And close collaborators, right? And you serve very similar clients, but the, the ANA um, looks after those brands in the US. Um, as you'll have seen on previous Media Snacks, uh, the ANA published this report this week, which is the culmination of eight months' worth of investigation into potential alleged rebate, media rebate practice in the US. WFA have issued at least one statement that I've seen this yes. week. So what, what was your, as the organisation, what was the reading of the report and, and what's your, been your advice and message out to members so far? Well, naturally, WFA supports this, this report, supports this message, mm -hmm. because we are great believers in increasing transparency. It's, yeah. it's crucial, right? So, yeah, we, we endorsed the document completely. Mm -hmm. As I say, transparency has been part of our DNA for, 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 since our foundation, so yeah. it, there's, there's, a, there's a clear alignment there. I think that a lot of the messages in the ANA report are really constructive. There's some really useful stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Concepts around agency and principle are ideas that we've been talking about yeah. in private environments. Did the report highlight things that you know your membership have been talking about? So, I mean, how, how much of that, or if any, was surprising to you, given that you've, you know, you're privy to the way a lot of marketers already talk about media? Um, do you think this this content was surprising and shocking for them, or is it just really perhaps validated things that they might they perhaps they were talking about? I think for, for for global clients, for many global clients, many of the ideas in here are 
pre-existing. They will, they will know about this because the transparency problem sort of famously exists elsewhere in the world outside yeah. of the US. I mean, we know now, we now know it exists everywhere. Mm. But, but many of these principles around sort of rebates and media services have been discussed elsewhere. In fact, WFA's produced some work which identifies what some of these areas are and yeah. how they can be added to, to contracts. So for, for many of our members, this, this will be not new news as such, but it, it is new news that it exists to the extent identified in, in the US. At the moment, there seems very clear battle lines being drawn, yeah. right? which is probably not helped by the fact that the ANA and the four A's, the four A's, which is the, the body representing the agency interest, are just poles apart. You know, what, how are we going to get through this? Because it's pretty bleak right now. How do we build back up? And what role, if any, does the WFA have yeah. in bringing the agency and the advertiser community back together? Well, I guess we're all waiting for the follow-up to the ANA's report, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of recommendations come out. And this is the guidelines, which we're expecting in two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there'll be some, some constructive ideas about how to you know, build back up in that. I guess it's about behaviour change, isn't it? And, I, yeah. and as you say, I think the, the ANA document can be a catalyst for, for behaviour change. Maybe some behaviour change is required on the client side as well. I mean, I think the K2 Maybe. document identifies some of the sort of, um, some of the areas in which client behaviour has, has sort of provoked uh, part of the transparency problem yeah. and, and maybe there is a role for clients in in this as well in terms of them yeah completely changing. i mean because i think that the report it it highlighted particular behaviors so the the report talks about you know uh, you know aggressive payment terms or um things like that which may may and also pressure on reducing fees which may have caused agencies or given agencies opportunity to seek income from other sources. So, that's, so it highlights those behaviours. But also I think it highlights lack of behaviour as well, which um, again, Bob referenced on the, bre the, on the uh, brief briefing call that he did with the press, where he said that there's massive gaps in knowledge and capabilities with, within a lot of client organisations. So they're missing behaviours. You know, they're they're not applying the right oversight and governance. Yeah. Over the over this whole process. Yeah. And we see the same thing. You, that's what our what sort of USP is. What, what the opportunity we provide is to is to create environments where clients can learn from one another and hopefully get up to the same the same level. Because yeah, yeah you were right. There are there are clear sort of gaps in in understanding, and it's not getting any easier, is it? Because the ecosystem is just becoming so complex yep. that having a real understanding of, of how to navigate this is just becoming increasingly difficult, I think. Yeah. So finding those, finding how to fill those gaps, that gaps in education and knowledge is, is going to be increasingly a challenge. Well, that's good. So when we talk about this kind of absence of behaviour or what marketers really should be doing now to address some of these things. What, what's, the, what's your perspective on that? What kind of things have you been doing? Good question. So we recently did a, a study to try and understand what clients thought about some of the big future issues that they faced as, as media directors. Right. So, so 
media transformation, if you like, how clients are going, media clients are going to transform their organisations yeah. for, the, for the digital age. And digital transformation is a topic we've been talking about for a while. And, and so it's about how that relates to, to media people. Yeah. So we, we did this survey. And one of the things we identified was that around 74% of respondents, about 50 clients here, so quite a decent sample, about 75% of them said that well, they disagreed that advertisers had a well-informed understanding of the technology landscape in, to inform sort of in-house operations. Right. So quite a strong sort of message that they, they don't think they have all the, all, the, all the knowledge that they need there. So, okay, yeah. so you're sort of, you're lacking some fundamental education components there. Yeah. And in addition, quite a large share, I think about 60% of respondents said that they, neither do they have the right talent in the right places, and that's you know, a big issue for transformation. You're yeah. getting the right resources, getting the right talent places. So we've got a sort of twofold problem there. Yeah. We've got a slight sort of education problem, understanding what is a very complex market. So I think yeah. you know, you, people can be forgiven that they don't, you know, understand this comprehensively, right? But then there's a talent issue as well. Then there's a resource issue. So yeah. it's about finding the right people. It's increasing challenge. Yeah. And that's within the marketing organisations that they're talking about. So those yeah. numbers were... Yeah clients kind of looking at their own organisations and are they so they clearly feel that they're going to need to build new types of capabilities internally now and get new types of people into the business right and improve their skills and capabilities to perhaps counter some of these issues that we've that we've been highlighting I think that's that's very much the objective and has been for a while is it's I think we know that we need to work with agencies agencies aren't going away and in fact I think most of our clients, we support their agencies on the whole, but yeah. it's, it's going to be imperative to get a better handle on a number of these things, and you need people on the inside to help you do that. So yeah. it's about building up that level of understanding and that level of skill yeah. with these sort of technology platforms, just understanding it, you know, understanding yeah. those ecosystems, which you need people who, who come from those environments. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really good to hear. And that's something that you've probably seen David and I talk about a lot um, in the past. Uh, you know, we, the a and has only highlighted yet another uh, area where marketers need to gain more knowledge, uh, more resource, perhaps more control. Um, so it's good to hear that that's kind of been recognised as well in the, in the work that you guys have done. Um, I should just kind of round that off actually just by saying, because as you know, we've just conducted a global media, ta- media talent survey. Um, so we'll be sharing that with you guys and everybody else uh, in the next week or two. Uh, we might bring it to Cannes as well. So we'll have something fun to talk about. Okay, that's it for this week. I think that's been fascinating. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for coming to see us. Thanks for the opportunity. Good. Uh, bye for now. Have a very good weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you.